I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Donnelly, and today I have Bonnie Shaver Troop with me, and I'm thrilled to have her on the podcast. Funny story, we connected, I want to say almost a year ago, I think over a social media post or something I had written, and it was that connection that kind of helped us have this back and forth, and long story short, here we are. So welcome, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so glad to be here because I believe that um, what you do is truly important to the communities that um, are listening and to the communities that you are serving. So thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that. That's so sweet. I'm excited to have you here. And for my listeners, just to give a little bit of background, can you explain how you started your company and a little bit about what it is. I think that will give the backdrop for our conversation. My company is Lutzend, and then I have a product, which is Fonts. They're open and um, free on Google and in Google Words, several other places, but they're called Lutzend. And I started my company almost 20 years ago, it will be 20 years, June the 16th. What I did is I began because I was an educational therapist working for a school corporation and my whole clientele were students with dyslexia who had been identified as having dyslexia. And I noticed that with every one of them. And I worked with elementary and junior high students. So I was at two campuses. And what I noticed, the common element, obviously, is their struggle with reading. And not just the struggle, but the pain for not just the student, the shame, but the pain, the enormous pain that it put on the whole family. It, it's a unique dynamic. And um, so you understand that yourself, that when, when one of our children or one of our family members are in pain, the whole family is in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that we weren't able, although I was a, a trained therapist, I saw that we were not able to truly um, implement success in the now it was always going to be keep doing this and you will get there and yes that does work but in the meantime we're losing our children so i decided i was going to leave at the end of the school year and work on finding a solution in the meantime that year i started saying well what if it was what if it's print? What if we changed print? And truly, I didn't know what that meant. I just thought the commonality here is print. What if we did something? And it just wasn't well received. People, people just thought I was naive or, 
early in my career and just didn't understand, etc. But anyway, I left and um, I, I did find a, a method and it was in creating these fonts. And I truly feel um, that they were given to me. I, I'm very much a person who believes that we all are spiritual beings and that when we ask something and then we seek to find it, we will find it. So I left my job. I, I went home, went into my office and started working on it and had no understanding of what it might be, but just simply opened up a Word doc and started from there. And within about a year and a half, year, year and a half, had the, the, the fonts. And I would say to my husband, look, I've got it. And he, he'd be like, okay. And I'd say, don't you see it? He'd be like, no, but okay. And so one day I said, look, look, can't you see the difference? Can't, and he just all of a sudden said, I see it. I see it. So it started from there. And I found that technology was super interested in it. But education and the educational system, no matter how kind they were, it wasn't um, a draw for them necessarily because two things. One, they couldn't easily implement it. And frequently they didn't understand it or they didn't hold that mindset. So um, I, I feel very blessed to be sitting here today with, with um the fonts on Google. It's it's a story of a of a, a miracle for all of us in a sense because it just doesn't work for those who are struggling readers. The fonts really are um, about the visual field and that it creates ease of reading for for virtually everyone because the fonts are designed for the visual field and not for the feel good field. Yeah, that makes sense. When you first introduced your business and your concept to me, I was just so fascinated because what I love about it is that it just takes a different approach. I mean, you said it yourself that there's so many different ways that we're trying to help students and help people, but it doesn't always fit everybody. You know, there's no one size fits all thing. And so I just love that you're you took your experience and you were inspired to kind of move forward and say, okay, well, if there's not a one size fits all, what can I do? What can I do differently? What can we take a look at? And I think that mindset just in general is so valuable in the education world, of course, but just in our day-to-day -day lives, because we have to push back against what's quote normal in order to figure out what works for us. Right, and I, I know that it's it's a statement that's out there a lot, but truly, as long as we keep looking where we've already been, we're going to find what we already have. We have to step outside the boundaries that we've previously um, considered and look for um, the variables or the differences that might be outside of there. And uh, the nice thing that was one of the things I learned on the journey is truly listening to others when, when they are introducing concepts or ideas or thoughts that are very different than anything that I've heard or are considered myself, because that's where new ideas come from is from the idea that something that hasn't been explored yet. 
could be a solution. And the nice thing is I see that being much more a part of our world these days than it was 20 years ago. It's much more acceptable um, to believe a thinker outside the box. So we're, we're living in a great time for great solutions. Um, the, the other thing, though, about solutions is recognizing solutions don't work in isolation. You can't just say, like in the case of Lexand, oh, well, here, you still have to implement it. Um, so when people feel like maybe it tries to push them out of their field, that's not true. It's actually, um, it needs to embrace everybody. So the therapists still need to exist because people still are um, not working at the level where they are in line with, with their peers. Um, people, people still have all sorts of needs. You can't, you can't make a solution and say, well, that's it. It has to be implemented within the larger uh, mind frame. And that's what Luxend is. It literally says changing the way we read by changing the font. Um, it doesn't mean you don't have to implement all the other things. You still have to read. You still have to do all those things. So I'm very much excited about partnering with, with um, different groups and different organizations, thought leaders, etc. It's such a fascinating time to see um, the hope, the dream I had for others is coming into fruition. I, I just feel so privileged to be in this, this space right now. Yeah, and I, I love that you said that it doesn't work independently. I think that's such an important point with anything, not just with Lexen, but with anything that where when we find solutions, they're, again, not a one-size-fits-all, right? So you still have different aspects that all have to work together. And I think from, like, my business mindset, that's so powerful to hear because, you know, I could share what I have to offer. I can provide my services, but sometimes people need more than just that, right? And that's where collaboration comes in. And all of a sudden, you're partnering with other people to provide even more things. And that just has so much power. I think as a business person, I've lived a lot of my journey thinking like, oh, okay, I have to build myself. I have to build my entity. I have to be the best. And it wasn't until I really realized the value of collaboration that I looked outside myself and I was like, oh, okay, well, I can still be the best me, but that doesn't mean I can't collaborate with somebody else or take their ideas and, you know, share my ideas with them and create something new. So I love that you acknowledge that, how all the pieces have to work together. Well, and I think about what you're saying is the, 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 the truth of it that you, you wrote about Austin and um, I, I, I read it. Now, what is the synchronicity there? The idea that out of the billions of people that are on the earth, I just that day in that moment saw your, your writing and I knew exactly, without knowing you or without knowing your family, I knew exactly who you were because that was one of the talents I have. It's one of the things I've spent more than 20 years working on. 
And in that moment, you shared more than just one of your talents because you have many talents. Um, you're a writer, but you're also an educator. And, you know, you have several veins that you work in. And if I had just been in a different space, a different day, I would have totally missed it. Um, if you hadn't opened up my email or my, I believe it was an email that I sent to you, it, or it could have been um, a post, but nonetheless, however it came, if you hadn't opened it or you hadn't been open to responding, that we wouldn't be here today. And I believe we wouldn't be here today being the solution that someone is looking for right now. I really believe that these conversations, not just ours, but many people's, when we have a conversation, we are actually a solution for someone that we may never meet, but they will hear it and it will be the solution. Yes, I love that. That's the whole reason I actually created this podcast was because I feel like there's so much value in vulnerable conversations and open conversations and people just sharing their thoughts and their heart and their passion and the reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Just because when you hear that, it inspires you no matter where you are on your journey. It could be, a, you know, a mom of a child with dyslexia listening and just getting hope. It could be, you know, somebody not even who doesn't even know what dyslexia is and still you hear the passion behind people and you think about what it means to create a solution for others. I mean, that's the cool part about open conversations. They just lead to wherever we're being called. Yes. And, and my story didn't originate from, from me being a therapist. My story didn't originate from being me being a font designer. My story originated because 10 years prior to that, my daughter had need of a solution. Now hers was um, medical and we had been told that she had a month to live. She was only six months old, so it wasn't expected or normal. She Now she is wonderful. And so I, I make it sound like we were eating bonbons. We weren't. It was um, she had a diagnosis of an inoperable um, malignant tumor entangled with her heart and they could do nothing to help us. And they said she had a month to live. And I, uh, and that obviously I am so, so glad and so blessed to say it's not the case, but nonetheless, in that journey, I saw the tremendous pain on the faces of parents and family members and at some point, you just literally, um, I did, and I think I'm very much like most people, in, in a sense, just to be able to get through that experience, you have to just kind of almost put blinders on like you do on a horse, because you can't, you can't maintain and look at the pain of others, because your mission is to is to ensure that you give everything to your child. So the, the medical personnel are, in a sense, the, um, you know, they're, they're the wise ones. They're, they're the ones that are going to hopefully guide you well. I mean, you have to make good choices, but 
You're so dependent on it. And I saw that same pain on the faces of parents and children when I became a, um, a therapist specializing in dyslexia. I mean, it was literally the same pain on the faces. Our families was physical and their families was emotional um, and of course educational, but it was the same exact looks, the same pain. And in that moment, um, I knew what my passion and calling was. It was, it, and it has never changed because I think it was such an impactful experience um, to recognize that I could create a, a solution, a help and be a guide for others in a sense um, was the give back that I wanted to to share with the world because I had been given so much. I could never repay for what I have been blessed with, but I knew that I could give in the same way. And so my journey, no matter how um, hard the day has been or easy the day has been, it's always been, um, it's been worth it because the experience I know within me, what it means to others. Even as I'm saying this, I know that people are connecting with this. And I feel like your podcast and the opportunities you make available to others. Um, when I read your materials, when I listen to you, I see that same passion and purpose in you. You can always hear it in someone else when you experience yourself, you know that that person's reason for doing what they're doing is far beyond um, the concept of a job. It really is about fulfilling the, the passion. So um, I, I think that many people listening to this will um, be drawn to that statement. They'll recognize that this conversation really is for them and about them. Yes, and that's what makes it so beautiful. You know, it's not, like you said, it's not about the job. It's not even about the individual journey. But I love just hearing you share vulnerably your story with your daughter and that experience and how, although that experience was so painful, you know, it, it inspired you forward to change not only direction, the direction of your own life, but the direction of so many people around you. And just, I just want to speak to, you know, how you came into my life. I mean, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, it was, I think you commented and messaged me after a social media post. And I, I remember the post I wrote about Austin's dyslexia and just trying to navigate that journey. And the, the piece was about, you know, what I wish people knew about my son's dyslexia and really speaking to some of the pain that we've gone through as a family, just trying to get the right support and understanding for who he is as an individual outside of his learning challenges and just the battle that it is. And especially me being like a bonus mom and not a biological mom and kind of coming into the journey and trying to navigate all of that. It's been even selfishly even harder, I would say on me, just trying to figure out, you know, what can I do coming in quote so late in the game. Right. Um, 
And that piece was just really a reflection of me trying to share with people, hey, my son is not dumb. He is so intelligent. Look beyond these struggles and challenges and see him for who he is. And I've just, ever since I've met him, had a passion for helping him and others like him and other kids in general that are struggling. So when you had reached out to me about that piece, just the alignment of that was so powerful. And then just how you came into our space and you were so willing to help, not having known anything about us, our family situation, nothing about Austin, just the way you just walked in, open arms, so ready to help, just reignited a fire in me to be like, yes, this is this is what I want to do too. Maybe not fixing or offering a solution, but just being willing to try and to show up for people and to show up for families and to show up for kids and just to remind them that they are not their challenges. That's the biggest thing for me. And for anyone listening, really, you're not your struggles. You're not your challenges. You're not your brokenness. Absolutely. And while you were, while you were speaking, I, I was thinking of, of the educational system and, and educators. And by the way, I frequently, obviously, in, in the educational field, I hear um, conversations about educators or the educational system aren't doing their part or they're not fulfilling their job. I'm going to say, and I, I constantly maintain this statement, educators are doing their job and the educational system is doing its job. We have not been able, and that's what I see with Lexin, because literally the minute Lexin fonts are used, and it sounds like just grab one. That's not what I do, as you know. There's a there's a testing system, and and there is a unique font for each person. But it's a simple test. It's a fluency test. So they read a passage, you count the words, you look at the number of errors, and when they get to the the highest um, outcome with the best sound to the outcome, then you know you you've given them the the best font for them the optimum font however what i'm really getting at is if i can change a student's or an adult's reading outcome literally in the moment instantly yet in in a different font a more traditional font they can't read but now they can that tells me educators are doing their jobs because children do know the sound of the letters they do know phonemes they know they know how to read they haven't been able to experience it through their visual processing so once we overlay the correct font that they can recognize quickly and accurately the the words or the message in they too are readers and i see it all the time it's not just like one student does this or some i have literally spent more than 20 years but 20 years with the product basically and it never changes and it doesn't change if i'm in a school that has extreme high poverty 
or if I'm in a very um, upscale private school with students that are all above reading level. It, it, it's immaterial. I don't care how much money one has. I don't care what school one goes to. When we present the tool that allows a student to perceive, so it's a perception, vision is a perception, it uses the eyes and the brain. When they can perceive the print, they can read the message, which is the text. And that tells me teachers are teaching. And I 100% am giving a shout out to teachers that I always say, we are doing it. And when we give this tool, the world will see that we're doing it. So if there's a bunch of moms or parents or educators out there, I am telling you, educators, you are doing your job. Now, I'm not saying there isn't someone. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I am saying as a system, they are doing their job. And my shout out is to say, grab Lexin. It is free and available just as it should be. And it will change both your students and your child's or your friend's or yourself's life. But it will also change our world because when we can read, we gain the opportunity of knowing everything and anything that is in every book or our printed material. And that makes us um, unlimited. So when you talk about Austin not being um, this struggle, you're absolutely correct. He's none of those things. In fact, he is literally the individual who has all this knowledge waiting to be explored and he's just been in the wrong print style. When it is offered to him in recognizable print, you will see the, the miracle of the difference and it, it literally never changes. I, it is always a miracle to watch. It is, um, it is truly such, an, such a privilege to see how uniquely made we are as humans and how just the slightest change can be so impactful. And 20 years ago or even eight years ago, had you met me and I offered it to you, it was difficult. Now it's easier. It's still not as easy as it can be when all publishers make it widely available, but at least it's so much better than it was. So I look at um, Textile Pasadena now and Google, of course, offers it. A lot of companies or educational systems are starting to, to implement it. Um, graphic designers, etc. It's in some reading materials now, some 
authors are using it, etc. But I look to the day when it will be everywhere and no longer will, will you even have a need to write about Austin's struggle because the struggle will be gone. He'll just have all these choices and he'll, he'll choose whatever font factors are his optimized outcome and he will just use them. And that's the day when, when his struggle will be, will be gone. And I say that as someone who looks back and at the time we were going through our journey, you know, you don't, there's nothing in you that can look forward and say this will be gone because you are only experiencing the moment. And it is, it is so intense, it takes everything within you to, to move through it. And so I know that that's what it is for you and your family. It's very intense and you're just moving through the moment now. But at some point, the now will be like my experience today. And some days you won't even remember that other time when it was so hard. You'll just, mm -hmm. it will just be Austin reading whatever he wants because readily available is the opportunity to make print work for him. Um, and there's, right, the world is full of Austins. It's like 70% mm -hmm. of our world. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's my passion. And, and um, I found it not only uniquely aligned with your knowledge as, as um, the bonus mom, and, and I think that's odd. I just say mom. We can all be moms, right? <laughs> um, as the mom of someone that you, you, you know, your heart both is joyous and it breaks at the same time. So you had this one piece we can connect on, but on this other, you brought freely to me too and said, Hey, would you come on and do this for my audience? And, and I just see that um, the world is so big and so full of opportunity to, to tell our stories um, to one another to share them so that we both understand that there's the audience out there that they are connecting right now and going I've been waiting for this conversation I have been seeking it mm -hmm. so um, I really thank you for for this opportunity and um, I just really want to say I, I hope that um, people will, will both share this conversation, but also they'll go to Lexand and sign up and share it with others. Because when we do, our students and, and so much of our population will just be able to read so much better. But there's other people listening to this that they can make this message so much bigger also because it's their skill. So yeah, I think we're we're somebody's solution right now. Well, thank you. Thank you for all the kind words that you've shared and just for being so willing to talk about your story, your journey, your company, and just the heart you have for helping people. I think 
people listening, whether, I mean, like you said, 70% of the population, but even if it doesn't quite resonate on the realm of dyslexia, there's so many things that people can take away from your words about the solutions and about just continuing forward and trying to find alternatives and looking at situations differently and being open to the possibilities and walking forward and what you feel your purpose and your alignment is. So I just want to thank you for being here, for speaking again so openly and for, you know, being willing to show up for me.